All right, welcome everyone to a Single Tree podcast. We are delighted today to have Amber Garens with us. She is a registered dietitian nutritionist who has joined us here at Real Life Counseling and is going to be seeing folks to help them with their uh, nutritional needs in the context of a mental health practice. So we're really excited that she's here. And I think everybody kind of knows that there's a link between our physical health and our mental and emotional health and obviously part of our physiological physical health is what we eat and drink so Mm -hmm. um, yeah we're really excited to hear about that today and to kind of talk about some things that would be helpful to us just in a basic way um, and to talk about what you do so thanks for joining us thanks for having me welcome welcome we're we're happy to have you and uh yeah if you can just kind of tell everybody what a dietitian does and um, what you do specifically in this context um, in a mental health practice that'd be awesome all right well being a dietitian uh puts you in a lot of different positions and opens up a world full of possibilities as far as what you can do with it um being an outpatient dietitian in the mental health field is exciting and it functions more as health coach um, and with working alongside mental health professionals. Um, what's unique about that is we get to treat the whole person. We get to do the uh, mental and the emotional and the physical things and then make help make lifelong changes by treating the whole person instead of just one piece of that because the mental health and the nutrition are, are so connected. Mm-hmm. Um, They're related to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the decisions that you make um, as far as nutritionally and with your eating and stuff like that is going to be connected with just how you feel. How you feel in general. First of all, and then you were talking about uh, kind of long-term change, which is, you know, when we're treating people in, in therapy in the mental health context, um, we're trying, we're not just treating a specific illness with medication or with certain like interventions. We're trying to sort of help them, um, become healthier decision makers themselves, which is similar to what you're doing. That is so true. Um, you know, when I, when I sit with a client and we're, we're working on our goals, there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, I'm working with people from anything from eating disorders, from anorexia to binge eating, and then also just working with people trying to make lifestyle changes to become healthier versions of themselves. Um, What that looks like, though, is is sitting with them and getting to know their needs as far as what their goals are, what their work-life balance is, their medical history, um, prescriptions that they're on, and then what they're eating right now and how they feel you know, while they're eating that, because you're, if you pay attention to your body, your body tells you what you need. Um, as far as, you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to lose weight. And, um, they're doing it for, for how they look. But when we, we need to stop looking at, you know, nutrition as far as, you know, how we look and what, what the scale says, but really how we feel, how we're sleeping, what our physical activity is. Mm-hmm. Um, so treat, treating that whole person so that we can show up as our best selves. Mm-hmm. So trying to get people sort of like tuned into their body or to listen to their body um, to help right. give them some indication or awareness of 
um, how what they're eating is affecting them. Right. Right. Which um, there are there are also other ways to do that. Obviously, um, medically, when we uh, run tests and stuff like that, and and figure out what's going on with someone's blood pressure, for instance, or all the all the different um, ways that we measure that, um, we can tell maybe how they are um, health-wise, but also how um, what they're eating may, needs to be altered or ha- has affected their physical health. But it's also, I think what you're talking is a little, about is a little bit of um, like intuitive eating, being able to right. become aware of that yourself so that you can almost just use that feedback from your body to be able to make healthier choices. That is right. Right. That's good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so is that something that you help people with when you're working with them one-on-one is just is talking about how their body feels as they're eating or even after they're, they've eaten? Well, when I'm working with them, you know, like you were saying, like your blood pressure and things like that, there are medical <clears throat> things that we take into consideration, you know, when we're looking at what we're going to eat. Like, for example, a diabetic is not going to have the same... A food pattern as somebody who's on a heart healthy diet or somebody who's on a renal diet. But we take all these different components and then we kind of look at what the, the goal is and look at the roadblocks that they're having. And if it's binge eating or if it's anorexia, trying to work through what are our triggers? What is making us, you know, go do the binge and what, or what is making us purge and try to work on trigger foods and alternative things that we could do that would make us get, feel the same release, but not by abusing our bodies in, in that type of way, make it more of a positive mm-hmm. thing. Like if you're feeling like a binge, why don't you go for a walk or, or sit down and try to have a conversation with yourself? How am I feeling right now? Why do I feel this way? And try to think of something that gives you the same reward, but is a, um, a more productive, uh, form. Yeah. A healthier way to do that. Yes. Right. Cool. So you're, you're kind of like a therapist for, but you use, uh, focus specifically on eating issues or yes. Yeah. Just nutritional issues. That's great. A lot of this then sounds like it has to do with just building an internal kind of awareness and maybe, um, gaining an awareness between the connection between, you know, the body and the well-being and or my well-being, which at some point there's, there's no different, you know, very, very little difference. And it makes me think about how disconnected we can be from our body and just our kind of inner well-being. So it sounds like that maybe that's part of the process that you spend time yeah. Um, so, you know, people, we kind of talked about this, you know, people are trying to lose weight for how they, how they look. But, um, what we're starting to find is that this is so much more than just a weight issue or, um, you know, for weight loss, that there's actually a connection between nutrition and mental health. And that connection is called the gut brain connection. And so research has found that the digestive system is actually acting as the second brain. And it's this little brain in your gut that has its own nervous system that's actually um, more than 100 million nerve cells lining your gastrointestinal tract, which is from your esophagus down 
to the rectum. <clears throat> and the main role of the con- of controlling the digestive is starts in the swallowing process where you've got the digestive enzymes that are breaking down the food. But then it goes all the way down into controlling the blood flow, which helps us absorb nutrients um, and the elimination processes. So the gastrointestinal system is actually communicating back and forth with our brain, meaning that there's evidence that irritation of the gastrointestinal tract um, is going to send signals into the brain um, that will trigger mood changes Mm. or how you react to certain things. So it's like this. there's this smaller brain talking to this brain in our head. Then what follows or ensues is certain kinds of mood, maybe, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So the gut is actually giving feedback to the, to the brain yes. through, through its own set of nerves. So, so when, you're, when you're eating something and it you know, goes through the digestion process and then ends up um, where it ends up, then that would actually affect um, your thinking and mood. So, so for instance, if you ate something that was um, unhealthy or not good for you, that, that then your, uh, your body would be sending signals to your brain that um, this, that's, it's, not po- it's not positive feedback then. Right. So um, typically we, we tend to fall into eating patterns. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if we're used to waking up and going and getting that coffee, our brain gets set on, okay, I'm, I'm about to get coffee. And then we start craving it. And, you know, if we tend to wake up and make poor choices, you know, right off the bat, we're going to probably stay in making poor choices dietary wise for the rest of the day. But we we don't even realize that we're in all of these habit forming things. And so when it's three o'clock and you've been at work all day and you're stressed out and you're tired and then you go get that Snickers bar, your brain is expecting that Snickers bar. And then you get this relief um, in your brain that's like, thank you for that. But what's happening is our body gets so used to these carbohydrates or the sugars that we are providing and um, it, it's telling us that's what we need for this reaction when really we could go do something else and get a similar reaction um, in, in a healthier way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's really interesting because I do like a Snickers. <laughs> I can totally... that. <laughs> what other choice is there? That, right. It's sometimes it's Snickers. hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that totally resonates. That totally resonates with me. And it's almost like people get in you know, with their eating habits, they have this kind of norm, right, where it's just become normal or their natural state or how they're used to feeling that unless they're given an opportunity to kind of step outside of that, they don't even know that maybe they could feel even better because just how they've been feeling for such a long time is just normal and how it's it's the normal that's right like okay my back hurts well i'm i'm getting older i'm tired all the time well i'm stressed out i've got kids um i mean not that that isn't true but um (laughs) it is interesting to see what would even happen if you even change two or three things in your diet a day you know for for two weeks and just to see how you feel um because your body does it processes foods differently a calorie is not equal if you're eating a 
ho-ho or a Twinkie and a banana, you know, they're obviously very different and they're going to be processed differently by the body. And you're getting different vitamins and minerals and nutrients from this, from the healthier foods. And so it would be interesting what you feel is just normal. You know, what would happen if you, you change it up for just two weeks and then see how you're feeling? Mm. Um, or switching out a, a pop for a thing of water or even, Keep your pop and add some water. See see how you're feeling when you're hydrated. Yeah. Um, and your brain's going to want you hydrated. Your body will thank you. Um, yeah. The, this might be an unfair question, but do you think people could, just by making some of those healthier choices, maybe not across the board, but just like a few, making a few of those changes, like just adding more water, can literally like just change their mental and emotional health in yes. that way? Yes. Um, so kind of like touching on that point, I think it is, is somewhat hard for somebody to just wake up and change their life overnight. So, um, starting with smaller goals and smaller steps is usually, you know, something that's more obtainable and starting out with just water is a, is a great one. Um, you're going to, you're going to be hydrated. You're, you're going to, um, you're going to, your bones are going to feel better. Your joints are going to feel better. Um, uh, you might think more clear uh, or clearly because um, you're just hydrated. So that would be a great place to start and then um, kind of see where you're at and see where you could switch, you know, maybe you get a cheeseburger every day for lunch and maybe switching over to a grilled chicken sandwich. Um, just small changes if you're looking to make a long-term life change, you're, you're probably going to start with small, small stages and really try to figure out what what your motivation is going to be yeah it seems like a lot of people when they're trying to change their diet especially when they're trying to lose weight um just want to make like wholesale changes to their you know to their diet um you know it's the it's the dieting thing right it's you know you have to be um, faithful to the diet a hundred percent or it's not going to work right at least that's what's kind of in our minds when we think about dieting but actually maybe doing some of these small changes one at a time or just a few at a time can help us build more long-term health right instead of um cutting everything out that's unhealthy (laughs) and only eating healthy right like i'm doing this diet or this fad diet or i'm cleansing or Mm -hmm. i'm the keto diet um if that's something that you need to to see like an initial uh, initial reaction or or result then you know then that's the, and that works for you however typically what we see is people go on these diets and then they they fall off of it and then they tend to beat themselves up of i couldn't stick to that diet um you know unfortunately i think there is no magic bullet, or I think we would all take it, but what we do know is what we all know, which is fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains. And I think the reason people don't want to do that is because it is hard. It is hard to um, make changes, but I think after you start to experience some of the benefits of the changes, then that's when that's what makes keeps you motivated to keep going. Yeah, because everyone wants, especially in our society, to feel good or better or at least to have 
more energy, right? Right. And I can just think of when I really kind of started making some adjustments in my diet. It was it was mostly because I wanted more energy and just to kind of feel better inside. It wasn't necessarily externally, but yes, you know. And there were subtle differences. So, I mean, you know, there was more fast food intake. But even cutting that down a little bit when I was paying attention to that, it it was noticeable. And it gave me more motivation to kind of just continue on that, on that trend because I was getting what I wanted. I had more energy and I just felt better internally. You know, it's... Right. Those right. small differences can actually make a huge, huge impact, I think, on our just our well-being, not just our exterior or our, you know, our body image. It's internally. You said it's hard, it's hard to have a balanced diet with those things that you mentioned, whole grains and fruits and vegetables and lean proteins. What do you, what is hard about it? I mean, we all know that. We learn it like, you know, in grade school what you know what the different food groups are and that we should we should have some of all of them um what do you find in working with people is is really hard about that for them um i find that people um tend to think of food as reward and um they deserve this this treat or they deserve this or you know i'm busy i'm stressed out i don't have time to cook oh we're going through mcdonald's again um i think what I can and can say about that is your health has to be your priority. Um, if you want to feel better, um, you're going to have to make it a priority. And we have all of these responsibilities that we need to fulfill. But if you're not fulfilled, I don't know how you're going to, you could, you could show up better for your responsibilities if you were feeling better and how we can do that is by making a priority of i know how i feel after i've had you know a a salad and some chicken versus how i feel when i've had fries and a hamburger i kind of feel bogged down i'm ready to go take a nap but you know it's it's time to i'm still at work i got to keep going so um just paying attention to how you feel but um I, I think it's hard because um, we also do a lot of things around food. Um, parties are celebrated around food. Um, it is a constant in-your-face choice that you have to make every single time. Um, but I think with when you have a health coach or somebody that you're working with through this, you can work with somebody through the mental triggers that you're having, and then you can front-load what you're going to do You know, in this situation or you can set up those small goals that you're trying to reach so that it's not like you have to say no every single time, but also you have the tools to, to help you get to the results that you want and make this lifelong change. Right. So you've been able to help people walk through pr- taking a very practical, m- maybe even incremental approach to making those adjustments that are realistic. As I don't think you have to share a specific example, but as as you've walked people through this incremental kind of process, what kind of results have you seen or what kind of changes have you seen in them reporting 
just the improvements or changes in their emotional well-being? So people get very excited. Um, you learn a lot about them when they are starting to feel and notice changes. Um, you know, it could be as simple as my knees don't hurt as much anymore. Um, I've, I've heard I'm, I cross my legs now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, very, and they're very excited about these, these goals that they've met and they've worked very hard for. Um, but I think during the session, what, what we kind of do with what I like to do with my clients is first we get to know each other. Um, because I feel like that's very important. We're about to walk through this journey together and we're going to talk about, you know, what are triggers? What is, what has been your past, um, relationship with food? What are your goals? And so we kind of, and then when they come in, you know, for the second time, we're going to start with, what were your stressors this week? And we're going to kind of unload. Hmm. And then throughout the session, we're going to kind of work on dietary goals. We're going to see how how the meal planning went. Did they meal prep? Um, how are they feeling about the small changes or goals that they set for themselves? And what were their roadblocks? And then we'll walk through those. But then also, I think, you know, towards the end of the session, we're going to front load for what the next week has coming. And then, um, but as I've, I've gone through these sessions and seen people progress through them, um, it, it is a slow weight loss. It is a slow process. But what is happening is they are, this is not a quick fix for them. This is something that they're working on within themselves that takes time. And it's a very beautiful thing to, to watch them come into the person that they want to be. Cause it's not just about physical, but it's very emotional and it's mental because there's some, Sometimes there's something that's holding somebody back because they don't think that they deserve a certain something. And, and sometimes that shows up as emotional eating and things like that. So it is literally watching somebody become someone else. And they're, they're feeling, it, it's just great to watch them just feel better and, um, you know, little accomplishments that, that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So kind of feeling empowered. Not, not just like how they feel or any changes that have happened to their body, but like just feeling like they conquered something or that, were able to help themselves or care for themselves. Yeah, that's a great word. Yeah, that's awesome. hard. Okay. Um, so can we get into like a little bit of practical? I don't know if you want to give away all your secrets or whatever, but like when I, when, when you said it's, it's kind of hard to build a balanced diet and stuff like that, like I was thinking like, I was thinking more for myself, like, where would I even start with that? Right. So like, and I'm not the grocery shopper in my family, but like, if I wanted to get whole grains, for instance, like, what would I do? I can get that at the grocery store, right? I don't have to go to Whole Foods or right. an organic grocery store to get healthy stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so when we go to the grocery store, you don't have to go to Whole Foods to eat healthy. Um <laughs> I would tell people to mostly just stay the perimeter of the grocery store. Once again, we're hitting those fruits and vegetables and the whole grains and the meats and the beans. Um, but, you know, marketing can be tricky as well. You know, we're trying to make healthy choices, but those boxes are telling us one thing and we pick up that box of cereal thinking, all right, heart healthy. Um, but I think with whole grain, one of the more tricky things with that is um the product, when you when you look at your nutrition label, the first ingredient of the product should be whole grain. Yeah. So, 
if it's like bread or cereal mm-hmm, or, or tortilla. Yeah. Or okay. And if it's not, then then it's it's no. not. Yeah. It's not a whole grain, so it doesn't have to be. There can be other ingredients, but if that's the first one, then it's basically what you would say is a a whole grain. grain. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, so the perimeter of the grocery store—that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. And the the middle is where all the processed food is. Yeah, and it's where <laughs> all the, the boxed in cans. It's where yeah. all the mm-hmm. yeah the fudge and syrup and. <laughs> I think one tip I have, which maybe people already know, but if if you can't afford to buy fresh fruits and vegetables or, you know, frozen would be the next option for you, which is a great option. As um, opposed to canned. But then with right. the canned, oh, okay. it, so frozen is better than a canned. But um, okay. if, you, if you're going to buy canned and it's like canned corn, just make sure you're rinsing it with water after you take it out of the can. Rinse off all that sodium oh, okay. that they're cannon in there yeah that's a good tip okay and then i think about like going out to eat it's hard Mm -hmm. for people too because you're out to eat so it seems like you should be celebrating or you're trying to grab something like i went to slim chickens today so i'm here with my my little slim chickens drink it's iced tea um but how would you how would you even go about like figuring out what's a good choice because it seems like what the restaurant or the fast food place gives you is just like the worst. <laughs> so it, it is usually very high in sodium and high in fat, but we do have some some tricks for that. Um, one of the good things is is that most of the restaurants have already started this, but it, it is coming into law at some time that they have to put the nutritional information on their menu or make it available for somebody if they if somebody wants to see that. So that's always an option. But um, obviously, trying to do something that's um, baked or grilled, um, a fish would be probably a better option. And then when you're looking at your sides, you're going to want to go for the vegetables and a side salad. Um, But if you're going to splurge, you're having a good time, uh, go ahead and just take your meal and cut it in half and box that other half up before you even start. So you know you've, you've cut your portion in half right there. That's a great idea. So... Yeah, especially at a sit-down restaurant. Mm-hmm. Normally you get lots of food. Yeah, and skip like the bread appetizer that comes. <laughs> right. Which is the hardest thing for yeah. me. Gar- garlic <laughs> bread? Oh, man. That's the one for oh, me. Chips it? and salsa. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Chips and... I love <laughs> yeah. chips and salsa and the gar- garlic. I'm a big carb guy. I can yeah. really enjoy the carbs. Mm-hmm. But I also knew, I mean, kind of when, you know, this is a good example of, I recognized that... I was getting tired and just not feeling not only just my body lacked energy, but I just didn't, you know, when your body lacks energy emotionally, that doesn't feel good. And I got, I made that connection between, you know, certain foods that I was eating and our carbs and thought, geez, let me just try a little bit to not eat as much. And, you know, I didn't have that kind of negative emotional or lack of energy kind of effect and it was worth it to me right um kind of touching on like mental health and foods you know um america has a lot of mental illnesses and of those it's uh depression schizophrenia um ocd add and adhd 
And there's research linking some of those to vitamin deficiencies. And just kind of touching on those briefly, um, they're showing that our food in general is deficient in vitamin minerals and omega fatty acids. So um, some of the studies that I looked at have shown that if we start supplementing these vitamins and minerals that it can actually show some relief for people who are struggling with these issues. Does that mean go out and start taking all these supplements? No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, There are ways that we would get tested to see what we're deficient in and then we would treat accordingly. Um, But some of those things are vitamin B complexes, um, vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin D, and omega-3 fatty acids. those are ones that are linked to mental health mm-hmm. issues. Yes. So if someone wanted to do that, if they wanted to get tested, because you're saying just like taking a daily multivitamin or whatever isn't exactly the answer for everybody or just taking all of those vitamins, but actually getting tested. Is there a way to do that easily? You can. You can um, have a blood test done and tell them you know what you're looking for and they should be able to run it for all vitamins and minerals um you could just go to your doctor and ask them to run your vitamins and minerals and a cbc okay cool that's awesome yeah and so that they can give you a complete breakdown of what's what's going on and kind of how you what adjustments you need to make which don't have to be radical or require you to make these huge sweeping changes. Right. Um, the most common deficiency is vitamin D, and um, it's easily treatable. Um, and they'll tell you how much to take, and then you will feel better. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it bad to just go ahead and take a multivitamin? No, I would recommend a multivitamin and a probiotic for everybody. Okay. But, um, you know, and then with your vitamin and minerals, um, by making healthier food choices, you're going to increase your intake. Of all those those. vitamins, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, You want to talk about probiotics just a little bit? Okay, so kind of going back to the gut-brain connection, um, one of the things that they're finding in their research is that the the gut functions better with with the flora that's in there, the gut flora. And so what these probiotics do is they promote the growth of good bacteria. Because when we take an antibiotic, we typically wipe out our infection and everything. So we're we're killing all the good stuff and the bad bacteria. Mm. And so what the probiotics do is they bring in the good stuff again. And um, that has, they have linked probiotics to weight loss as, and also mental health. Um, and also it helps people who have IBS and Crohn's. So there are some health benefits to it as well, but I'm gonna guess most people have taken antibiotics before. So depending on how much you've taken and for how long you could really be in need of, of some help. That's awesome. So it's, yeah, uh, m- most people in our culture have taken antibiotics at some point in their life. And even yeah. just taking like one round of antibiotics, yeah, it, it could have affected those good bacteria being in there. Yes. And if you're on an antibiotic, it would probably be good to go ahead and do two probiotics 
per day, but you don't want to take them together because it'll can- cancel it out. So you want to take them about two hours apart. Oh, wow. So, and it does matter your where your probiotics are from mm-hmm. and what strands they are and okay. how many are in there. And that and that's something that you have knowledge of and work with people on mm-hmm. the right stuff for them. So. Yes, for each individual person. Yeah, so it's more than just like, hey, everybody, eat a balanced diet, right? And and take probiotics and take some vitamins. Like it, it's really kind of you can fine tune it in your work with people, right? When we do some of the testing and then yes. um, figure out their specific habits, yes, and then you design a plan for them. There is no cure-all for everybody. Each each plan is customized based on an individual. Yeah. So that's so you're working with people specifically on their, their specific needs. plan, mm-hmm. right? And some of what you do with people is um, meal planning and things like that. Or that is right. that part of what you do? Yes. With them specifically. Yes. Okay, that's great. And then a lot of it is like you, like you're saying, uh, just coaching. You know, mm-hmm. which which a lot of a lot of that a lot of times is just like, how do we find motivation? Right. Right. What um, is everybody's why? Why are they doing the things they're doing? Yeah, I like that. Um, and and sometimes it's you know things like um, they are n- not thinking that they're worth it or even self sabotaging sometimes. Yes. Um, maybe not even consciously. They're sort of like subconsciously or unconsciously like sabotaging themselves or making decisions based on how they think about themselves. Um, and just following their habits that they're just used to doing and uh-huh. they're used to feeling a certain way. And then what would happen if things changed? Yeah. We don't know. It would we're, be scary. We're pretty yeah. comfortable with what we know. Right. But what, what could happen with what we don't know? Right. Right. And you're just saying make some incremental, small incremental changes. Can Then you get to explore, like, what right. would happen if you make some changes, get some feedback and see. Yeah, it doesn't have to all be scary at first. We can do little steps. Yeah. And then see. That's awesome. Um, I think a lot of uh, people, and you, and you work with people who want to lose weight or just want to get, get a little bit healthier um, physically. Um, but it seems like some of those motivational issues then are um, around like weight loss and people who have dieted before and tried a lot of different of the fad diets or a lot of different types of um, meal plans and and eating and stuff like that. And And those are some of the, for all of us, those are the places where we find maybe trouble getting motivated or stick or sticking with it, right? Mm -hmm. Sticking with, long-term change and um is there anything you would say to those people or or just what you find maybe is the most difficult thing about like making long-term change i think um i think that they have to realize that it's a it's a long-term commitment and that it's going to take planning um and it's probably going to involve meal prepping of some sort and being prepared for certain situations and then really um, just trying to stick to reminding themselves why we're doing this. Um, you know, is it so that we can play out in the yard longer with the kids? Um, is it that we feel better? I mean, maybe it is we want to look better. Um, 
but really just trying to remind themselves why and journaling what is happening throughout throughout the process and journaling and and seeing why they're staying basically journaling what their intentions are and setting intentions for the day and then following through with their why and probably doing some gratitude too mm-hmm. so yeah that's great it seems like a lot of times when people get on a diet it's like they yo-yo because it feels like it's they're punishing themselves or they're like denying themselves of certain things and you know while they might have a goal like you're saying to to be more act be able to be more active and or um, losing a certain amount of weight or looking a certain way um, it feels like you're always going to go back to like that rewarding yourself again or like whatever feels good or whatever comforts you instead of um, sticking with this what seems like this restrictive or you know self-punishing type of behavior right so um, so that brings up a good point um, and, and something I forgot to mention so in this health coaching what we do during that also is we build an education around food and so that we're using it as actual fuel for our bodies and we're not seeing it as this reward punishment system anymore um if we made a poor choice it's not the end of the world we don't just continue that that wrong choice all day and punish ourselves and you know shame on me type of thing because the relationship and the view of the food is completely changed we're going to see it as fuel and not as a punishment or a reward um type of situation yeah it's it's interesting because i mean when you say food education because we all think we know a lot about or enough about nutrition or you know whatever our, our diet but we actually, <clears throat> what what I've come to find, it, especially for myself, is that even though I think I know, I have no idea about a lot about even the the basic kind of core elements of of nutrition and nutrients and what what works. And there's that. And then when you throw in the element of all of the things that I've heard about what's go- what's good and what's bad, or eggs are bad or this and i mean then we get you know not only do we are we relatively ignorant about nutrition but then we get fed all of these you know mass information you know things Mm -hmm. about eggs or salt or whatever and then we're ignorant and super confused as well right and so i think you know i'm mostly speaking about myself but you know just a good basic solid food education can really make a huge difference i would imagine some of that has to do with kind of dispelling all of these misconceptions that we get about things that we read or fads or things about eggs and how they could kill us or something right so i think that what you're saying is true um i think we we generally know what we're supposed to be eating um but i think that (laughs) 
we're bombarded by all this information and you know now there's this diet we need to be doing and then social media plays into this is what your life should look like and and this is what the stay-at-home mom should look like and she's working out and they're eating their overnight oats and you know things like that but I think it's become that we've seen so much information and we've been fed so much fantasy life that we don't even trust our instincts anymore about what we know about mm. real life. Mm -hmm. And so I think when I say, you know, we're going to get educated on food, we're going to break it down a little bit because, yes, a carb and a fat, but what about how the body processes those things? And if you start to think of the food as the way that it processes and the way that it fuels your body, it gives you the power back to make the choices because you feel like you have the empowerment to make better choices yeah. when you understand what you're putting into your body and how it's used see and that that's something that i've only recently kind of started to understand is not only oh yeah there's carbs and fats and proteins things like that but having an understanding of how those things are are digested or imbibed into my cells is mm -hmm. kind of been this whole enlightening thing that you know has just made me not only more aware but feel like i have more choice and kind of freedom over what what's going on right because like the average person you know a carb is a carb a, a calorie is a calorie and fat's a fat but that's that's not really how it is at all <clears throat> um so i mean so can you you give just a simple example of how if someone says to you well no a, a carb is just a carb i mean what would be a simple response to say no that's not true what um, obviously we break carbs into um, a complex carbohydrate and a simple carbohydrate and your simple carbohydrates are going to be like your breads, your rice, your pasta and those are absorbed quickly in the, in the blood system like that and your blood sugar spikes way high and with your complex carbs those are more slowly digested um, and so you're going to feel a little more even and those things would be like sweet potatoes um, you could also do like a quinoa, things mm. like that. Um, and so you're going to have, your body's going to have a different reaction. But then, you know, based on who I'm working with and we've figured out some trigger foods for them, you know, if you're a high anxiety person and you go carb load and you just shot your blood sugars way up, you're going to be feeling pretty anxious. Even more anxious. Right. You're saying. Yeah. So if you've learned that this food doesn't work for you, but hey, you, you need carbs to survive because we do then you know what we're going to do is we're going to substitute that out in your meal plan and maybe we're going to do sweet potatoes yeah and we're just going to keep doing substitutions until we find what works for you and give you back the power over your life choices see and to me that that's a great a really good practical example on you know working with someone who maybe you know experiences anxiety so mm -hmm. i mean they're not going to necessarily get that kind of education and, and support or that skill set or toolbox with a therapist i mean a, a therapist right. is going to give them you know uh, a, a a different toolbox yes. but if you can work in conjunction with you know like a therapist and, and someone like yourself you're just adding adding, right, just to, adding to the toolbox. toolbox and especially you know like i said with with anxiety if there are some relatively simple things that you can do to make an immediate practical kind of tangible experiential effect on anxiety that's right. significant with someone who's 
really been experiencing that and maybe even feel shame about that mm -hmm. for most of their life if they can have they, a, they not only know. a sense of control right but you know feel some tangible changes that's powerful right yeah yeah i think that's another reason people don't uh seek out these types of services or even have trouble um you know sort of getting getting motivated or um, being able to stick to a plan or just make healthy choices is just that shame piece um you know so uh i'm really glad you're here to do the education piece but also just to offer people uh sort of an empowering coaching relationship um because i think it's really helpful to say to people you don't have to um, change everything at once you don't have to like um, only eat healthy foods ever you know right because you know there's going to be times when they indulge and there's going to be times when they um, restrict themselves or or just make a healthier choice on the side of you know <clears throat> a healthy decision rather than eating something that we know is not healthy right so I just think that's that's really helpful to take that sort of approach that, um, I mean, just like with anything else, you don't have to be perfect. Right. Um, <laughs> there's some give in this, you know, um, it's not like you're just eating like celery and right. grilled Rabbit chicken foods. the rest of your life, <laughs> you know? Um, and I just think that's really powerful because a lot of people don't, wouldn't, uh, seek out these services or look for help from, um, certain people because they are sure that those people are just going to judge them or make them feel um, really bad or they're going to put them on such a restrictive diet that it's not helpful to them or it even demotivates them even more um, so that it can be like something where you give them their power back um, instead of taking it from them right and they feel worse or they feel better and not worse about what they've already done and then also just about the choices that they can make in the future so right I think you have a great um, approach with people of just you know just sort of like taking a measured approach and being easygoing and like just want just wanting to support them in um, making their own decisions rather than like making all the decisions for them and yes telling them what to do and what not to do and right and stuff like that so I think that's really helpful it's more of a guided approach where we're kind of going through this together yeah yeah so. kind of a collaborative thing mm -hmm. and um, giving them a lot of the power which I think people I think they want to you know a lot of people want to have that power and control over their lives and they want to do better there's just so many things that like get in the way and I think shame is one of them. It's probably true. Or just ha you know, just having um, feel feeling sort of out of control of their own lives. Right. One one because they don't have the education or the knowledge, right? But two, also just because like um, they feel like they can't or they don't don't feel empowered. So I think it's awesome that you're doing this work and um, helping lots of people yeah as you do it so we're thrilled to, thrilled to have you did you have any other 
questions or thoughts or no i'm just excited i'm just excited about all of this stuff (laughs) i just i mean i just think of some of the minor things that i've done that have made a big difference so it's just it's exciting to see how you know you're helping people do that and it's exciting to see people change and you know to, to want that change and um yeah, I think, I mean, I, this is somewhat, you know, personal experience too, you know. So um, I don't come from a place where, you know, I haven't walked through this before. So I think that that is helpful. And anybody who's on a health journey, which is, is most people. So it's it's not something that you have to be alone in. I think we're all, you know, trying to feel better. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, some would say you're on a health journey, whether it's a healthy journey yes. or just a health journey or, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. right? We all have health and yeah. we're all on this journey. So I guess it depends on yeah. how we want to do that, though. So Yeah. So it's not just the people who are um, have an eating disorder or are binge eating. Right. Or, it could be somebody know. with diabetes who, who needs some help. You know, making making some choices or, right. you know, a new cake recipe. They want to eat cake, too. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> right. heart healthy people, um, yeah. cancer, it, you know, everybody's got their own, their own yeah. thing they're trying to work through. So, yeah. Or even just someone who, you know, just wants to have a little bit more energy. Yeah. During the day, <laughs> that, right? That's or, never that a bad was thing. me. And how is that not, how does not everyone not want more yeah. energy? You yeah. Know, that was my big buy in. I was too yeah. busy and too tired. And that did not, I just, and emotionally, that just didn't feel good to me. So I, I need, wanted, that was my buy in, was more energy. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. Well, thanks for being here. Well, thank, thank you, you very much.